Sunday morning. Time for some jazz. Five songs, five stories in our ongoing series supplemental jazz edition. This is part 45. I'm actually going to put this one on YouTube today, although um, for the YouTube viewers, the music will be edited out. So if you want to hear the entire program, you'll have to tune into the mix cloud. Or surf into the mixed cloud, I guess you could say. I'll remove my glasses so that you can uh, see without the glare. Yes, if you're viewing this, you can see that I do have multiple microphones on the use. But right now, primarily using my studio condenser mic. So, it's a beautiful Sunday morning in the nation's capital of Ottawa, Canada. And I thought I would... Uh, play you some new jazz today. Step away from the classics for a slight change of pace. I'm going to start things off with, um, well, a lovely track by uh, Joris T.P., Don Braden, and Jeff Train Watts. This is Steps.
that's going to wake you up. That's definitely a um, rather boisterous jazz track from uh, the trio that uh, they simply just go by their names. Uh, Joris Tip. I said Tipi, that is incorrect. It's Tip. Don Braden and Jeff Tain Watts. Joris is uh, Dutch, uh, bassist, arranger, composer, a big band leader. He's a contemporary jazz player, uh, bebop and free jazz. He's quite the talented musician. Now, he moved to New York City in uh, 1992, where he recorded his first album as a band leader in uh, 93 with American tenor saxophonist Don Braden, who, as uh, previously described... Previously? Did I describe him previously? I think I have in a past show, perhaps... Anyway, Mr. Braden, originally from Cincinnati, Ohio, but was raised in uh, Louisville, Kentucky, began playing uh, tenor sax at the very tender age of 13, started playing professionally at 15. Quite the talented individual. At the age of 57, he's got uh, shown no signs of slowing down and has decades of music left in him. Now, jazz drummer um, Jeff Tane Watts He's performed with a who's who of modern jazz. Alice Coltrane, Ravi Coltrane, Michael Brecker, Wynton Marsalis, Brentford Marsalis, and Betty Carter, just to name a few. Now, uh, apparently, according to the information I have, he got the nickname Tane from Kenny Kirkland when they were on tour in Florida and drove past a, a Chief Tane gas station. I don't know exactly how that would come about, but I, I understand. <laughs> the chieftain, chief Tane, they chopped the chief off, but I don't know why Tane. I don't know why they're calling him that. Anyway, he's been recording since, so oh, as a band leader since about 1991, but uh, he's been a sideman uh, since about uh, 1984 with Brantford Marcellus and goes back as far as 1982 with Brantford's brother, Winton. He's featured on approximately 500 recordings. Yeah, he's, he's a rather in-demand jazz drummer. And he's won a multitude of awards. Uh, he's, I think he's got five, six, seven Grammys, all told, since 1985. A rather decorated and uh, popular jazz drummer. Jeff Tane Watts. Jeff Watts. I'm not going to go there. You know I could, but I won't, because it's Sunday morning. I like to keep this uh, rated G, for the most part. I mean, some of the stories we talk about with the jazz artists are sometimes not exactly G-rated, because, well, you know, sometimes their lives are a little bit complicated, right? So I had to take a quick, uh, quick pause there for a moment or two. Sometimes uh, one has to answer nature's call. In this case, um, I had to shut the kettle off. <laughs> I was going to make some oatmeal, and uh, I changed my mind and decided to go with a Kettleman's sesame bagel, which I just devoured. I didn't want to do that because this episode is actually going to be on my YouTube page. Now, YouTube won't have the music, as I mentioned earlier, so just enjoy the talk. Changing things up a slight little bit, ever so slightly. Um, and, and mostly, I'm featuring mostly new jazz today for a slight change. This um, next composition is by the great Jerry Bergonzi, and I hope I pronounced his name correctly. This is from, uh, well, this, this composition is titled Hank. Now, Jerry's been on the scene since about 1971. Actually, I mean, 1970, I guess, would be closer to it. He's 73 years of age, so he's still got a few years left of music in him, as long as his health holds up, of course. We hope it does, because the man is... Uh, Quite prolific, to say the least. He was a frequent guest artist on a multitude of Dave Brubeck albums and tours. 
And he was a he held the saxophone chair in the Dave Brubeck Quartet from 1979 to 1982. So, from 73 to 81, he recorded nine albums with the late great Dave Brubeck. Teaches at the New England Conservatory of Music in Boston and has been featured on hundreds of recordings. The man loves to play live. So, this song, um, I'm not sure the exact release date. I think it may have been just this past week. I'll see if I can check it out. I'll get back to you with that in just a few minutes. Enjoy this composition titled Hank from Jerry Bergonzi. Thank you. 
composition Hank. I've got um, a multitude of microphones, as you can see, if you're watching on the YouTube. Um, this is my primary, primary, primary mic, <laughs> the one I use primarily for recording the jazz show because I find it picks up the timbre of my voice better than the others, although this one, I have to admit, is also quite good, although it, it drops off a bit in the bottom end, and, well, that's fine for singing, but I'm not a singer. I'm just a voiceover guy and a jazz voice guy. But enough about me. Let's just remove the glasses so the folks watching at home on the YouTube don't get the glare. And for those of you who are unaware, uh, those who follow the Mixcloud page for the jazz show and the pop music show, I have a separate uh, YouTube channel, which is dedicated primarily to um, ASMR and mental health. So if you want, you can certainly check it out. I will put a, I will place a link on the YouTube page to the Mixcloud and vice versa. So. Enough about me. Let's talk a little bit more about Mr. Bergonzi. As Jerry Bergonzi has been in the scene for a very long time now, and has recorded, like I said, in, oh my goodness, well, for a who's who. Blue Note, Concord, um, Anja, and extensively with Double Time Records. He, uh, th I'm just reading in my notes here, he's, he's compiled, um, Jeff Elwood compiled and engraved nearly 200 of uh, Bergonzi's original tunes. Uh, Mr. Bergonzi decided to give the compiled PDF books away for free, which I think is pretty cool. Of course, jazz musicians, as anyone would know, don't necessarily earn their keep by selling records, unless you're Dave Brubeck or Miles Davis. Records is how you get your music out into the world, but touring and live performing is where the money's at, and as anyone who has been present in the last two years would know, touring has come to a screeching halt because of the global pandemic due to COVID-19. Well, as a result of that, many artists have been doing pop-up shows online asking for donations. Now, I have been able to help out a few artist friends of mine by occasionally contributing $20, $25 here and there, where, where and when I can. I mean... Keeping this studio up and adding to it does cost me time and money, of course. And none of this is uh, a paid gig. This is something I do because I love to do it, and uh, I'm happy to continue to do so. Anyway, again, enough about me. Let's get back to Mr. Bergonzi, who, as I said, hasn't been able to tour in the last two years, and yet he was still able to give away 200 PDF books, which I think is pretty amazing. The man has written and recorded with a who's who of jazz, as, as I said, starting back with Dave Brubeck in 1970-71, and uh, held the main chair from 79 to 82, and recorded nine records with him from 73 to 81, which is, you know, when, when you record with Mr. Dave Brubeck and you're part of that ensemble, you are a part of jazz history. So good on you, Mr. Bergonzi. Good on you indeed, sir. All right. I'm, I'm struggling for words today, and I don't know why. Sometimes that just happens. So, I'm going to turn to Mr. Uh, Michel Tino, who is uh, a young man from Italy. He's uh, 30 years of age. And uh, when he was 11, uh, he had moved to Florence, so Firenze, as the Italians call it. When you're in Italy, I always refer to it as Firenze. And I hope I've not horribly butchered the pronunciation because uh, Florence is merely the anglicized version of uh, Firenze. Pardon me while I take a sip of my coffee. I mean, after all, it is Sunday morning and one does need a cup of hot black coffee to get the day started. So Mr. Michel Tino, he uh, began his jazz saxophone bachelor at the Farrah Conservatory of Music and never sort of looked back after that. Player, composer, educator, man about town, if you will. He started in piano 
and just move right into Janis Sachs. This is his composition called, titled, I should say, titled, Sharks Genocide. <laughs>
Michelle Tino. Apologies uh, to the YouTube viewers. I forgot to hit the record button on the console for the microphone. So Mr. Michelle Tino, as I uh, started to describe him a little bit earlier, is a young man, 30 years of age, from uh, originally born in, uh, where, what, what city was he born in? Napoli, or Naples, as it's sometimes referred to in the English language. And uh, as I said, when he was 11, he moved to Firenze, where he began to study uh, piano. And uh, later moved on to the uh, jazz saxophone, alto sax to be precise, where the man has been uh, rather prolific recording for the last, well, I guess 20 plus years. So, you know, for a young fella, he's got quite the following. Um, he studied all throughout Europe and has recorded with a who's who of jazz in that time period. I expect that uh, Mr. Tino should be providing us with some spectacular music for the remainder of his days because at the age of 30, I think he's got a very, very long career ahead of him. He's already got 20 years under his belt, so time will tell, but I think we'll be listening to his music for a very long time to come. Okay, so... This next composition, um, well, it kind of speaks for itself. Uh, this is uh, Greg Spiro, along with uh, Chris Myers and Benjamin Shepard. And uh, this is from the uh, Tiny Room Sessions. This is a bonus take of the track, You Don't Know What Love Is. Let's have a listen to it, and then uh, when we come back, I'll tell you all about the individuals.
yes indeed. That's quite the recording now, isn't it, don't you think? Oopsie. Slight little mistake there on my part, I apologize, but I'm going to leave it in because the video camera is rolling and editing video is a little bit more difficult than audio. I have to remember to remove my glasses to take uh, take away the glare. So, um, that trio, and that take, um, best of my knowledge, that was recorded uh, just a few months back. I don't have an exact date on it, but the trio of Greg Spiro, Chris Myers, and Benjamin Shepard, now not to be confused with Ben Shepard, who is the bass player for Soundgarden, amongst other bands. Um, this Benjamin Shepard is originally from Wellington, New Zealand, where he started to play um, play the drums at age five, bass guitar at seven, and stand-up bass at the age of 13. Now he's the uh, head of the uh, bass program chair at the California College of Music in Los Angeles. Individual who has received his Bachelor of Fine Arts degree in Jazz Studies. He's quite the uh, accomplished musician, as he's played with hundreds of artists throughout his very short life. I think he's only about 32 years of age. Now, Greg Spiro, who's been around a little bit longer, um, he was born in 1985, so, you know, he's a little older, 36. <laughs> he toured extensively with Halsey of uh, pop music fame. I'm a big fan of Halsey, actually. I love her music. I think she's uh, an incredibly talented individual. I like uh, I like her music, and I like what she has to say. And, uh, well, he, he currently leads the, leads the uh, jazz band that's... Uh, I just love this. They're titled Spirit Fingers. <laughs> Bit of a throwback to um, Bring It On. That's what it was, Bring It On. When did that movie come out? 1999 with Gabrielle Union and um, somebody else. I just remember Gabrielle Union because the, uh, the woman has barely aged a day in the 22 years since that movie's come out. Anyway. Greg Spiro, um, his mother was a classical pianist and his father was a blues pianist. And uh, he joined his father's band when he was 14. Now he's worked with, among others, um, Frank Catalano, Robert Irving III, and the incomparable Buddy Rich. Yeah, the Buddy Rich, the greatest drummer that has ever lived. Let's not split hairs and get into an argument about Neil Peart, because I am a huge Neil Peart fan. I would place Neil Peart in the pantheon of drummers such as Greg uh, Krupa and um, Buddy Rich. Those are the top three of all time. Gene Krupa, sorry, not Greg. Gene Krupa, my apologies. Too many names in my head some days. So yeah, Greg Spiro, quite the accomplished uh, individual. He's... Um, classical pianist, but also a jazz pianist, and also an avant-garde fusion pianist. He released an album in 2010 titled Radio Over Miles, which is a, a combination of Miles Davis and Radiohead music. Interesting, his interpretation. Um, now, Chris Myers, uh, the older a uh, gentleman of the of the group at the age of 44, born in 1977 in Palatine, Illinois. Prince Palpatine? Palatine? No, 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 I'm reaching. I was trying to make a Star Wars reference there for... Anyway. <laughs> he received his first drum kit at the age of eight, and uh, he took an early interest in jazz, rock, and punk. Three very different genres. Uh, well, punk and rock, I mean... They're mostly interchangeable for the most part when it comes to drumming. But jazz, I mean, rock and punk, you're beating the skins hard. But jazz, it's hard, soft, feather-touched, back to hard. It's, it's, it takes a very special skill to be able to do that. Now, he's played internationally at the Umbria Jazz Festival, the Jakarta Jazz Festival, and the Montreux Jazz Festival. The Montreux Festival, of course, being one of the granddaddies of jazz as it was um, Montreux in Switzerland at the um, eastern tip of Lake Geneva or Lac Le Mans, as they say in that part of the world. I have been there. Beautiful part of the world if you ever get the chance. Don't go, actually. I don't, I don't want you to pollute it. 
No, if you ever have the opportunity to visit Switzerland, uh, I highly recommend it. It's an incredibly beautiful country filled with interesting, ambivalent people. No, I'm, I'm, that's not an insult. That's The Swiss will tell you they're the most ambivalent people on earth. They really are. <laughs> Lovely people all, but just ambivalent. Well, whatever. Except when it comes to trains being on time. Never late. So Chris Myers, Ben Shepard, and Greg Spiro. Nice little trio, and I, I particularly enjoy that composition from the tiny, uh, tiny room sessions. That was a bonus take. So this uh, next composition, final composition for the day, is is uh, a bit of a mashup, if you will, of two tracks, Mina and the Eleventh Hour, from the magnificent Orrin Evans. Please enjoy this composition.
yes, indeed, that is the magnificent Oren Evans with his mashup of Bina and the Eleventh Hour. So, Mr. Evans has uh, well, he's been recording for a long time. He's 46 years of age, and yet uh, his first record um, as a leader came out in 1995, titled Trio. He's recorded with literally a who's who of modern jazz, and has been doing so for almost 30 years now. He studied uh, with uh, Bobby Watson, Ralph Peterson, and Dwayne Eubanks, attended uh, Rutgers University, and he also studied with Kenny Barron, originally from Trenton, New Jersey, the great Warren Evans. Well, that is the end of today's show. I hope you enjoyed the time we spent together today. A little bit more than an hour. Sometimes that happens when I choose longer compositions. But that's okay, because you know what? It's all about the music in the end, isn't it? Hope you'd enjoy today's show. I'll, uh, I, I, I do have to apologize that I didn't put one out last week, because I, uh, I took the weekend off and went out to my friend's cottage for a golf weekend with the fellas. We smoked cigars, drank whiskey, played golf, and solved all the world's problems in the hot tub. You know how it goes, right? Anyway, wherever you are in this world, I hope you are doing very well. I hope you are happy. And I hope you're feeling jazzy. Until we meet again, my friends, you take care. Bye.